Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Today we're talking about researching and surveying your audience. When I speak to clients, a lot of the time I get the response, do I really need to do that? And then clients who actually do it come back and are always blown away by the results, the feedback and everything that they get from those conversations. So I wanted to talk about it more and really encourage you and let's talk about how you do it. Talk to your customers, survey them and do some research because your business is always changing, you're always changing, your customers are always changing and the market is always changing. So make sure you're not staying still. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, founder, author, speaker and bold branding and business coach. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to create an epic brand, profitable business, get marketing savvy, and we'll help you find the confidence to step up as the CEO to scale and grow. Ready? Let's go. Hello, my lovelies. How are you? Welcome back to another week. I hope that you are doing well and that life is treating you well as well. We have had some great feedback on recent podcast episodes. I know a lot of you are taking action. You're utilizing the things that I share here on the podcast. And I love that you share it as well. I love you share, that you share your thoughts and you send me questions and messages. So keep them coming. Make sure that you leave a review as well. Yeah. So if you head over to suzechadwick.com forward slash podcast, then there's a little button there where you can leave a review for the podcast. And I would love you, love you, love you to leave a review if you enjoy it. But today we're going to be talking about researching and surveying your audience. And I'm going to be sharing a little bit about what I did. But another thing is that customers or clients of mine who do this never regret it. Never regret it. It's something they never regret doing. They always learn something. They confirm what they already knew or they discover things that they didn't know. And so I think that this is really important that you add researching and surveying your audience to your strategy every single year. Obviously, you might do it to different extents at different times, depending on what's happening in your business. But having it as a core activity, I think is critical. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Now, before we dive in, I obviously want to remind you that Brand Builders Academy is coming and I want to make sure that you don't miss it. So if you're ready to scale your business, if you're ready to take it to the next level, if you're ready to reduce the overwhelm and increase the signal so that you attract the people that you really want and you build a profitable business, then Brand Builders Academy is for you. Plus, just, you know, as a side note, you get to work with me and you also get to access our incredible community. So make sure you head to suzechadwick.com forward slash BBA for Brand Builders Academy and you join the waitlist or you sign up today. And I cannot wait to see you on the inside. But let's dive into this week's episode all about how you can be researching and surveying your audience to help your business to grow and to service your customers even better. So as you may know, I come from a brand strategy background. I also come from a recruitment and HR background. And 
interviewing candidates, interviewing clients, really understanding what was happening in the market was just part and parcel of pretty much all of my roles. So for example, let's say when I was in recruitment and I had to look for a software developer, then I would understand where those people are, what it is that they really want, what's important to them, what kind of organisations hire them, uh, you know, what are the different levels of this type of person and what's their career progression, what's happening in the market and who are the companies that are doing really well and might have some of these software development engineers uh, or programmers that I'm looking for. And so this has absolutely been part of how I've worked since I started in my corporate career. And then when I went into building a brand agency, obviously when we were working with clients, we would take a look at the other brands that were their competitors and who those people were and what they were doing and what the customers that both of these organizations were looking to attract wanted. Like, where were they? What did they want? What was important to them? What sort of language appealed to them? You know, what were the values of the organizations? What were the values of the customers? And so really understanding your customer and being able to redo the research and survey is nothing new. Yeah, I think that it's really important that if you're not doing this to ask yourself why you're not doing it, like, do you think that you know everything about your customer? Do you think that they're not changing? Do you think that there are other people that may not be, you know, or servicing them better? So it's really important for you as an evolving business and an evolving brand to continue to be curious and ask the right questions. And so I decided to take time to understand the problem I solve for my customers in a much deeper way. And obviously, depending on your business and what you do, this is going to look different for everybody. But I'm going to give you some examples of what I do. Uh, I personally interviewed over 50 women and now it's really more like 100 Uh, and was really able to understand their problems, their fears, their barriers to achieving what they wanted when it came to what I did. So I support women to build profitable businesses, build a bold brand, become more confident. And what I did is that at the beginning of my business, I was doing business and brand strategy. So I come from 10 years of brand brand strategy and also a much longer history in sales. And so I was working with women and I'd give them a business and brand strategy and then they wouldn't really do anything with it. And I realized very quickly that there was a whole lot of other things there that was stopping them. And so in order for me to understand that, I decided to interview them. I interviewed them one-on-one. I'm an ex-recruiter as well, which is why that comes really naturally to me, is that I've actually got a spreadsheet where I had... um, all the names of the people at the top and then I had all the questions down the side and I would ask all of them the same question, like why are you not playing big? Why um, do you not feel confident in your business? Like you were confident enough to start. What's holding you back now? Loads of questions, like 20 questions is what I asked them and I'm still using this spreadsheet today. And so one of my clients 
Velvet Garvey, who was the founder of Train My Mate. She did Digital Content Creators Club. And I remember having this conversation with her. She was just saying, Suze, I just wanted to say thank you because I launched a new business last week and it's had quite a lot of media coverage. I've applied so much of what you teach in preparing for the launch. But the biggest thing I did that you told me to do was to create a survey and to interview people about their pain points before I made any of the content. And that survey has been the backbone of all of the press that I've been getting because the statistics that I've been able to show. Yeah. So, and she was like, I just wanted to say thank you because initially I was like interviewing people, surveys, that just seems like an unnecessary step, but it was not. And it has seriously been a game changer for me. So thanks. And so one of the things that I find a lot of business owners miss the opportunity to do is have deeper conversations with their customers because they're like, I don't want to bother them. I don't want to bother them. I don't want to ask them a whole lot of questions. But it's really about picking and choosing or uh, or asking for volunteers as well to really understand your clients now. And what I mean by that is relevance. So if you started your business 10 years ago, five years ago, three years ago, whatever it is, the customers that you might be working with, their problems may have changed because the market's always changing, business is always changing. And so it's really important for us as business owners to stay up to date with what is going on for our customers. And I think that this is something that we don't do enough of. And so something else that I did is that I sent a survey, just a, it's free survey monkey to my email list. And I do this at the beginning of every year. And I said, what do you need more help with right now? And so I wrote some of the things that I could help them with, um, like social media content creation, changing their offers to make more money, getting more visible to become a leader in their space, getting more confident to show up. Um, and then I asked them what kind of content they like to consume as well. And I have to be honest, I didn't expect for the answers to be what they ended up being. So my audience said, we want to be more visible and become leaders in our field. And we mainly watch video content. And because I'm an audio girl, I only listen to podcasts. I was quite surprised that that wasn't the main answer as well. And so by then understanding my current audience, I then created my mastermind, which which delivered exactly what they were looking for. Yeah. And so really continuing on a regular basis to understand what the needs of your customers are means that you can start to evolve your offering as well. The second thing that I've done regularly are things like I pre-sell a lot of the things that I have. And so, for example, um, I was doing a book writer's retreat last year and so I put it on Instagram stories because that's where a lot of my audience are and I did a poll and I said, is this something that you'd be interested in? I posted the question. Um, I then took a look at everybody that said, yes, they would be interested. My virtual assistant went and created the sales page and then we messaged everybody who said yes with the link, and then we sold it out. So it's about what could I be doing differently that meets my customers where they are? And when I ask them a question and they say, yes, that's of interest, am I following up on that? Am I going back to them? Is that something that is helping me to sell what I've got more often in a much easier way? Once again, it's about moving with the times. It's about being relevant right now in like in the places where people are. 
So really have a think about that too. Now, one objection that I do get from people is, well, my audience don't want to talk about that or they don't want me to survey them or they don't want me to ask those questions. Depending on what it is that you do, I've heard people say that to me before. And what you're doing is that you're potentially assuming something because not everybody is going to feel the same way. When I put a survey out, the people who want to have a voice, the people that want to communicate with me, the people that want to answer the question will do so. Those who don't, won't. So what I would say to you is never assume because by assuming you're taking away the opportunity for your audience to communicate and share with you, which can be one of the biggest engagement points and connection points for you in your business. And also, if I don't want to answer the survey, I just won't. I think the only thing that I would say is a lot of times we uh, put barriers in front of ourselves for what we think our customers will or won't feel. And I think that what you can do is say, I would really love to know more about this. If you're comfortable in responding, I would love you to respond. If it's not for you, that's totally okay as well. But you might have people that are dying to tell you what they think. Yeah. Who are just like, oh my gosh, I just want to talk about this so much. Yeah, especially women. We love to talk. So just have a think about that as well. And the other thing is, is that this works for a product or a service-based business. And as a Gorman girl, uh, you know, just knowing that there are limited numbers of the product that they put out means that if I see something I like or if I see something previewed before it becomes available I am there the day that it's released and I'm buying. So I just, once again, I obviously run a service-based business, but don't underestimate the power of anticipation. And that's what this is. I'm, I'm testing an idea. I'm putting it out there. I'm getting anticipation. I'm checking, you know, viability as well as interest. And I think the other thing that we don't do, which we'll talk a little bit more about as well, is it's about desire-based marketing. Yeah. So how are we building desire in our clients and customers to want what we have? We're obviously solving a problem. And so we need to really start to identify if the people that are following me, if the people who are my customers want to solve this problem, how am I really connecting with them? And so when you do these surveys, when you speak to your customers, their words will become your copy of how you talk about what you talk about. Their problems will become your products and their resistance will become your content. And so really speaking to, I know that you feel mum guilt. I know that, you know, this product is something that so many of my customers would be interested in. And then talk about the problem as well. I think sometimes we just put things out there and we're like, here's the thing, buy my thing. And then people either buy it or don't buy it. And if they don't buy it, we're like, why didn't they buy it? Like I thought that would go really well, but we didn't really sell it. We didn't put desire around it. We didn't share why this is such a great product. We didn't share it more than that one time at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon. And so all the other people that missed that post or that conversation then didn't get to see it as well. So really think about that as well. 
And sometimes I'll get the question, well, who should I send the survey to? And so I would start with your email list if you've got one. But some good places are your email list using social, so Instagram story polls or the question tab. Have conversations with people that you know who are either existing customers or people that you know you'd love to work with. What you could do is that you could then ask your top 20 customers to have a conversation. I think that surveys are great. I think conversations are better. I think that surveys are great to get an initial, um, you know, a bit of a test on what people are thinking and feeling. But then I would get into some conversations as well so that it's a lot deeper. So when was the last time you interviewed, surveyed or asked your audience deeper questions about what they need or want right now? Because I think this is really important as well. And I do think that, you know, if you've done some big surveys or if you've done any surveys, I think it's just about that ongoing conversation with clients as well. Like even now, like I know that when I'm in conversations with clients, you know, I'm sort of thinking about my surveys. I'm thinking about the extra stuff that I might want to know. And so sometimes I'll just ask them. I'll just say, you know, something like, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? And so it's something that I'm always in and always thinking about as well. And when it comes to the one-on-one conversations, there were a number of things that I did. That So obviously I sent out the survey to my audience. I spoke to existing clients. But the other thing that I did... And so I put it in Facebook groups at the time because it was a few years ago. So I went into a lot of Facebook groups and I said, I would really love to interview women in business one-on-one to really understand X, Y, and Z. So I gave them like two or three things. If you're interested, can you message me and we'll set it up. And so I had a really big Facebook group at the time of like 3,000 women. Uh, And so I got a lot from there. I spoke to some clients and then I got people from other ones from other groups as well that said, yes, they would do that. And so that's where I got mine. But it's not just doing research for your business and your products and services and that. I am using it for my thought leadership. Like how am I understanding my customers more so that I can share their insights, their opinions, their stories. So it's great for content building as well. Actually doing a podcast on Um, women and money really soon. And so I actually did a whole lot of polls recently. So I've got statistics from articles. I listened to some other podcasts on the topic, and then I've got the poll, uh, the poll results from my Instagram audience. And I'll bring all that together to then present on the podcast about this particular topic. So it's really just one of your data points. Yeah. So when we take a look at where we get information from, Uh, And I think I was talking to somebody about this the other day about getting information from your local council on demographics and things like that. So it's really looking at your data points as well. So when I ran a workshop recently, I polled everybody and the results were 47% said never. Um, We've got 33% said six to 12 months and then 20% said two to three years. So once again, it's just something that you can start to think about doing and how you do it. And as I said, you can have different data points. You might get information from your local council if you're a local business. You might do some online research as well. You could survey and poll your audience. You could have customer conversations, things like that. So so that's definitely something to have a think about and start to take a look at. I think the one thing I just want to say about this is don't assume anything about your customers. I think that's one of the biggest pitfalls of business owners. Number one, I assume what you can and can't afford. 
which is, you know, stay out of your client's wallets. The second thing is I assume what you will and won't answer or tell me about your experience working with me or buying from me. Um, And the third thing is assuming what they're going to say. So you're sitting, you're sitting, you're sitting in a pool of assumption. Just ask the question. And if you get no answers, then that's fine. At least you asked. Yeah. So I think that that's really important as well. So now the action step that you need to take is to decide when, how, and what you're going to ask your audience for and survey them and get them involved in whatever it is that you're doing. And I think really setting this up and actually doing that multiple pronged approach where you send the survey and I just use SurveyMonkey, the free version. I ask about three or four questions because you want something that's multiple choice, which is super easy for them to answer, something that takes less than a couple of minutes, something that's going to give you the information that you need So you could do the survey to send to your email list. You could speak to clients. You could put things out in Facebook groups if you need more people to respond. You could do polls in stories and question stickers as well. And just be creative. Think about anytime you're speaking to an ideal client, what is it that you want to know? So if you can start to do that on a regular basis, then number one, your client base and your community will feel listened to, like their voice matters, like what they think matters to you. And you'll start to really get insights that can help you with your messaging, with your products and services, with how you go to market for things, with how you're responding to your customers. And you never know when you ask those questions, you may find out about bottlenecks in your business or things that people are just finding difficult that you didn't know about. Because the thing is, is that unless you ask, nine times out of 10, people are not just going to offer that information up to you. So become curious, become somebody that asks a lot of questions, become super interested in what your customers and client base and community think. Yeah, what they think of the work that you do, the results they get, all the rest of it. And never be scared to ask those questions because even if you get somebody that's like, you know something, I didn't love this thing, it's a learning opportunity. Well, how could I make that better? How could I change that up? How can I listen to this customer and say, you know something, I really valued your feedback and because you told me that, I've changed this thing. So I always go back to my BBA students and I say, and I ask hard questions. I ask, did you get everything that you came for? Was there anything that we could do better? Was the information clear and actionable? Uh, Whatever else, like I'm asking lots of questions that are hard questions that if they were like, no, I didn't get what I needed, then I need to listen to that and make it better. And I've done that since I started Brand Builders Academy. And so we have been through so many rounds now. And every time I want that feedback, I want to know what I missed or what you wanted more of. Now, the other thing is, is that I can't 
always give people exactly what they want because it's potentially over and above what that particular product is able to do. But you know something, at least I know that that's what they want. And then if I've got another product that can serve them, I can send them in that direction or we can decide, do we include it in this product? Or maybe we just say, you know something, this product just doesn't teach that or it's not for that purpose. And that's okay as well, having boundaries around what you do. But if you can make what you do better by asking questions and having engaging conversations, then why wouldn't you do it? So this is me saying to you, make sure that this is part of how you run your business. Make sure that it is part of how you do your planning, how you do your goal setting. You know, research should be part and parcel of your business every single year and in a lot of the things that you do. And hopefully the metrics and the numbers, and we went through this in goal setting, you know, the four key areas of your business that you can set goals around, around the metrics, go back and listen to that one, which was 163 and make sure that you can also read the numbers because the numbers will also tell you a story as to what's working and what's not working. And so all of these things really work together. Yeah. So if you've got any questions about it, let me know. Let me know if you do it and how it goes because I'm super interested. But I think that more businesses need to do this for sure. But that's it for another week. It has been amazing to have you here as always. And remember to follow me on all socials at Suze Chadwick. But thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would love you to leave a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with us every week. The music to this podcast was created by Ixon on SoundCloud. Until next time, have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold. <laughs>